What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another SmackDown Roundup. Oh, I'm so hyped right now. I just finished watching the show. I'm so excited. Karrion Cross is back in WWE, and he debuted this time the way he should have debuted the first time. Oh, I'm in such a good mood. You know when you, like, finish an episode of the show, it's really nice when you're watching it and you go, God, this is, like, everything that I wanted to see happen. Oh, it was so nice. It was very... Oh, it was very reassuring to watch this episode of SmackDown. It made me want to watch next week. It made me want to keep watching. These are the people that I have been begging to get more of a push on TV. Great, great start for the SmackDown era under Triple H's guidance. Let's just go through it all, though. Let's just dig on through this. Let's start out right at the top with uh, SummerSlam highlights. They showed off some SummerSlam highlights, and they let Pat McAfee use a Telestrator to talk about his match against Happy Corbin at SummerSlam. <laughs> this was great. I, I I don't know how often they're going to give Pat McAfee one of those, but <laughs> the way he was just making jokes and writing little you know bubbles of text on the screen and the sound effects that went with it, uh, it might have been a small thing, but I definitely enjoyed it. Pat McAfee's the perfect person to give one of those, or maybe he's the worst person to give one of those. I don't know. Either way, it was super entertaining. And then we shift to backstage, where a group of wrestlers are mocking Corbin for this, including Ricochet, who challenges him to a match. Before the show, I tweeted saying, things I want to see on SmackDown tonight Ricochet being pushed to the moon, and maybe that might have obviously that's obviously a little bit of an exaggeration. I know he's not going to be uh, pinning Roman Reigns on night one of Triple H being in charge of creative of SmackDown. Well, night two, night two, but week two, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, he's not going to get it right away. Obviously, I realized I was being a little dramatic. However, this was so nice at the top of the show to get a part of my wish. We get Ricochet right at the top being positioned in a much better fashion than we've seen the past few years. I think that it was nice just to see him looking confident in himself by making fun of Corbin and then challenging him to a match. They come out. For that match, we get Ricochet versus Happy Corbin. There was one back body drop to Ricochet that just looked insane in this match. He just got so much height. Um, and the fans were just into this they were into ricochet versus corbin they were still into the feud between corbin and mcafee which does not seem to be over after SummerSlam, and just you know like letting these two do their thing just a little bit more freely than we've seen in the past just made me happy you know i think that ricochet is someone who always impresses when he's in the ring he doesn't need handcuffs let him go and he's gonna do his thing but even corbin here you know i noticed even a little bit with corbin i felt like the handcuffs were off a little more and he was able to have a little more in ring freedom there was one point where corbin caught ricochet ricochet did one of those you know uh handspring back elbow type things but corbin Caught him in a torture rack, and then he spun it around into a neck breaker. It's not like it's like some game-changing move, but it was cool to see Corbin busting out something new. 
Um, I think that he's a very inventive dude, and I am excited to see what he gets to do if it's true. And, you know, the handcuffs are a little off for the talent, and they can kind of create a little more freely in matches. I don't know that. There's no insight that I've been told at all, but it just seems to be evident when you watch the matches ever since Triple H has taken over as a head of creative. The fans were chanting, you suck Corbin and McAfee during the match, and they were just really hot for the whole show. Uh, Corbin continued to be distracted by Pat McAfee at ringside, which allowed Ricochet to hit the recoil and then the shooting star press for the one, two, three. Ricochet getting a win over uh, someone who is higher up the card, Corbin, right at the top of the show. Oh, you love to see it. That's me doing a chef's kiss right there. Ricochet is one of the best talents in the world. Ricochet is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And it's been far too long since we've seen him really get to show it. His Even his Intercontinental title run just gave us a small taste of it. I want to see the real deal. He can be one of the top baby faces on SmackDown if pushed correctly. That guy is so entertaining in the ring. He could be Rey Mysterio levels if just given the opportunity. That's my opinion, but that's how impressive I believe Ricochet is in the ring. Sami Zayn knocks on the Bloodlines locker room door after that. The Usos come out to talk to him outside of the locker room. And after a brief chat, Sami says he wants to talk with Roman Reigns before he can go inside, though. The Usos stop him, and they say they'll let him know when Roman can talk. We'll get back to that later. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ludwig Kaiser. If Shinsuke Nakamura wins, he gets an IC title shot. Another one of those people who was positioned very well and whose character I loved under Triple H getting used here in an appropriate fashion. This is an enjoyable match between two guys who are great talents in the ring. I hope one of Triple H's goals, though, as head of creative is to once again elevate Shinsuke Nakamura into an attraction like he was in NXT. Having him in an IC title feud is a good start, even if I don't think he should necessarily take it from Gunther quite yet. Don't need that to happen. Gunther needs to continue to be built up as the second top heel on the show. Obviously, Roman, number one, but I think we need to start building Gunther up into that number two position so he should not be losing the title yet. However, you can still build, you can still elevate Shinsuke Nakamura into an attraction level talent without having him take the title here. Just let him and Gunther have a banger. Oops, excuse me, hit my microphone there. I'm all excited over here. I'm just waving my arms around in my office. Let him and Gunther have a banger for the IC title. Let him have a good program. Let him have a couple bangers, elevate each other in the process. That's what I want to see here. I don't want to see Gunther lose the title yet, but I like seeing these two used right after Ricochet and Happy Corbin. Maybe very, it just felt like the future of SmackDown felt very promising after this episode. Nakamura wins this one with the Kinshasa, and there's a stare down afterwards between he and Gunther. Title match set for next week's SmackDown. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be the start of things, obviously. Um, I'm not sure what I think happens there. You know, I see that, and I just talked about how, you know, they can elevate each other, but you can't cut Nakamura off 
so quickly with a title match next week. So I'm guessing Ludwig gets involved and there's a DQ of some sort and we continue on that way. That's my guess. We've got a video package on the Viking Raiders and a promo from Kofi after that talking about Woods recuperating at home. Sammy, once again, shown trying to get in the bloodline locker room. The Usos ask him to handle Heyman duties for the evening by making sure he goes to the production truck to make sure their entrance goes well. <laughs> um, Sammy clearly unhappy that the, the bloodline's kind of playing him to some degree. But we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that in a minute. Liv Morgan out next to discuss her win at SummerSlam while wearing a sling. Liv says she's feeling a ton of emotions after last weekend and wants to address the elephant in the room. And then a surprising thing happened. The crowd turned on Liv. I did not expect the crowd to turn on Liv because of that finish at SummerSlam. Um, I, 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 I understood people. It was a polarizing finish i even went back and watched it uh, at home once i got back from nashville because i wanted to see what it looked like on tv didn't think it was that bad i felt like it kind of protected live in a in a sense because my eyes were also on ronda rousey's shoulders when i was watching it they did a good job for the home audience however this crowd was ruthless against her they're chanting you've tapped and live uh says that she appreciates them calling her out on her S-word. But this championship means everything to her. The crowd doesn't care. They keep booing. It's intense as she tries to get through the promo. And I got to say, I was surprised. I thought Liv was kind of like this beloved person to most of the audience. Didn't expect them to turn on her. Even one of my best friends texted me like, what did Liv do? I'm confused as to why Liv is getting booed. I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, I was not expecting that. Was not expecting that. Liv gets interrupted by Sonya Deville, who has no sympathy whatsoever for her. Says Liz, does, Liv, Liz, says Liv doesn't deserve to be champion right now. And she knows it. Now we get a gauntlet match for a title shot against Liv Morgan at Clash of the Castle. Before we... Get into dissecting that, though. Here's a quick break so we can make a little money here. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right, gauntlet match for a title shot. Like I said, a title shot against Liv Morgan, a clash of the castle. Starting off with Sonya Deville versus Aaliyah. Sonya advances over Aaliyah. I saw it was noted on Twitter. This is like her first win since like 2019, even if it was in a gauntlet match. Raquel then advances Raquel's out next. She then advances over Sonya after hitting the Tejana bomb. She also gets a quick win over Shotzi after the break. And then advances over Zia Lee as well with another Tejana bomb, making her 3-0. Natalia comes out next. One more Tejana bomb. This one from the middle rope thought it looked really cool. And I just felt like this all made... Raquel Rodriguez looked very strong. She gets the win there to take it to 4-0. Former NXT champion, NXT women's champion. Um, clearly being displayed in a proper in a proper light with Triple H in charge. Killing it against all of these women. Standing out by pinning so many in a row. 
and not in a way that really diminished all the other athletes either. Raquel is someone who should be primed for a title run, and this made her look well. But Shayna Baszler's out next. Shayna Baszler, pumped, dude. Huge fan of Shayna Baszler's run in NXT, and I would have no problem with Triple H giving her the same kind of push on SmackDown. She is awesome. She is someone who should be in title matches. She is someone who should be at the top. So she wins. She gets the pin. Uh, pin. She gets uh, the victory over Raquel Rodriguez. Solid match between these two. I also liked, it was a small thing, but I liked hearing Shayna's NXT title history being put over by Cole on commentary. I feel like we go back and forth on that. <laughs> they go back and forth on if the history of NXT is going to be mentioned. I know Charlotte had her whole thing where it was she was a certain number of world title wins and then it went back. And I'm wondering where that stands now. But I like that Shayna wins the title shot here. Shayna is someone who should be at the top, like I was saying. Should be in title matches. I'm wondering where how, how this plays out, though. You know, we got... We got Shayna Baszler in a title match against Liv. Shayna Baszler, obviously we know her homie is Ronda Rousey. So how do those two factor in here together? You know, I'm wondering if we don't see Ronda for a bit, maybe, or I don't know. I could just see an I could picture a scenario where even though we don't have all the four horsemen and W four horse women in W excuse me, the four horsewomen of MMA. Uh, in WWE anymore, I could see a, a a world where Ronda and Shayna get paired up together. Um, wouldn't mind seeing them as a tag team in the women's tag team title tournament, which we're going to get to in a minute as well. So, um, I'm wondering how all those things factor in, but I could see a world where feud between Shayna and Liv happens. Uh, Liv beats Shayna, but then uh, once again has to go against Ronda. Ronda beats her for the SmackDown women's title with help from Shayna Baszler and then Shayna Baszler and Ronda run amok. I could see it. I don't know. I could just see it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Could be wrong. I hope not. I like Liv as champion. But I could see a world where they want to put the title back on Ronda Rousey. Sami Zayn once again tries to get in the Bloodlines locker room, but Jey Uso goes off on, a, goes off on him this time. Says he's not pulling his weight if he doesn't start pulling his weight soon, Sammy's going to have to take that Bloodline shirt off. Now, the 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 easy thought here would be that he's going to try to pull his weight by attacking Drew McIntyre and get involved in this feud between Roman and McIntyre leading up to Clash at the Castle and try and pull his weight that way. Maybe he'll take maybe he'll try to take out Drew McIntyre at some point. I thought that was what was going to happen. In the in the main segment before Carrie and Cross came out, uh, so I was really uh, yeah I was not expecting Cross. I was expecting Sami Zayn, but I saw a funny tweet from Sean Ross Sapp that I couldn't agree more with. He said that Sami should win the twenty four seven title to try to keep up with the rest of the bloodline, and that would be hilarious. I could definitely see that happening. The Viking Raiders are out with a squash win over local enhancement talent after that. But Kofi attacks from behind when the match is over with a kendo stick as they celebrate the victory. 
Uh, Kofi gets a huge pop from the crowd, which you love to see, but I did laugh when the stick broke because the Viking Raiders clearly had the advantage again uh, after that because that was the equalizer, and they did nothing about it. Then there was an Eric versus Kofi Kingston match after the break, which at least explains why they didn't do anything about the kendo stick attack. But in my mind, I was like logically wondering when this show was supposedly written, you know, in kayfabe, obviously. Like, was it supposed to be the Viking Raiders in a match over someone and then one of them in a singles match right after? Like, that was what was written down on paper? Because I didn't, I didn't, if not, like, I didn't really understand the logical jump there. I was a little confused by that. Um, they showed Welts on Ivar's back as he watches ringside. Looked brutal. Kofi eventually picks up the win. Honestly, overall, though, I just like seeing the Raiders used properly. Um, I don't feel like they go too hard on the new and vicious stuff anymore, even though everyone loves to complain about it. And, you know, Eric looked tough here. Eric, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I don't want to say he doesn't look tough. Like, he's a tough-looking dude. Um, but he doesn't get showcased in the same way, I think, as Ivar. It's because Ivar is such a, um impressive sight with some of the stuff that he's able to do in the ring for his size. So I think that this was cool to see uh, Eric get a little bit of love as well. And they, you know, he had a good chemistry with Kofi. After that, an announcement was made, which I mentioned earlier, that starting Monday on Raw, there will be a tournament to crown brand new women's tag team championships. Uh, new champions, excuse me, not championships. Brand new women's tag team champions. Obviously, the title's were vacated after Sasha Banks and Naomi left or walked out of of, uh, of Monday Night Raw. No announcement was made of which teams are in the tournament quite yet, but the aforementioned Sasha and Naomi have been getting a lot of attention over whether or not they are or are not in talks to return yet. Uh, people have no idea. People love to talk. I have no inside info either. But I, I do wonder if this means maybe things have been worked out, um, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I think this is this brings the question up, since it was such a thing, of whether or not they are coming back now. I mean, I could easily see the tournament ending with the new champions being confronted by Sasha and Naomi. But also, if the new champion, if the champions are coming back, you would think that the need for a tournament wouldn't necessarily be there. So I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Lastly, the show ended with Roman Reigns coming out for his segment with Drew McIntyre. First, though, Roman wants to talk a little about Brock Lesnar. And he's like, yeah, no, no, I hate him too. I hate him just as much as you guys. But I do respect that man. But I hate him as much as you guys. <laughs> um, then he says, not because you think, though. He says he hates Brock because he tried to kill the wise man. Um, before we get to everything... Um, I just, it's, you know, it's, it's always fun hearing Roman Reigns on the microphone without Paul Heyman. He's just, uh, he's so confident in everything he says now. Uh, it's just such a difference from, from before. And, uh, yeah, he just seemed like his usual badass self here. But Drew McIntyre finally interrupts, calls Roman our tribal queef and says he can't wait until clash at the castle, um, then, as he takes his shirt off, ready for a fight, carrying Cross, his music hits. Carrying Cross's music hits. I like was watching this just 
my jaw hit the floor. Like I, I heard the music and I went, wait, that's Carrying Cross's music. Oh my God, that's Carrying Cross's music. Hell yeah! You can see from my twitters, I'm like, from my twitters, from my tweets, I'm just like, shut up, yes! I'm just so happy, dude, because I have long said that I think Carrying Cross is a one of a kind talent. Just so. Such like a like a such like a mesmerizing on screen presence in my opinion, and so to see him back in WWE after getting released made my night. I freaking loved it. I'm a huge Karrion Cross fan. Um, I loved what he did in NXT. I loved the way his character was presented in NXT. Scarlet is awesome as a manager or valet whatever you want to call her as a a ringside as a package scarlet and carrying cross rule rule i love him i think that he could be a world champion on either show and to have carrying cross back in the fold in my opinion is 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 a huge 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 coup for triple h i mean the guy brought back someone who is a main event caliber talent and it may and this this is this is this is how he should have been presented the first time. This is how he should have presented the first time. He attacks Drew McIntyre, then Scarlet comes down to the ring, she puts the hourglass in the ring for Roman to see. Tick tock cross stares on at Roman Reigns, who is not impressed whatsoever. This is how Carrion Cross should have been presented the first time. Not in some stupid mask. And silly costume, he should have been presented like a badass, attacking someone at the top and having a message for the champ. That's how he should have been presented the first time. I didn't understand any of the way he was presented last time at all. I was so confused by it, so unhappy with it, did not like it. And now, now we've got a main event caliber talent on her hand who I think the audience is going to love in this way. No one liked what was going on before. No one liked it. Everyone was confused. Everyone wanted to see the guy we had seen in NXT and now we've got that and even better, a little bit better. He's got this leather jacket going. He's got the hair. He looks like a million bucks. The guy... I'm so pumped. You're like, Ryan, calm down. Calm down. But I can't. These are such huge strides Triple H has been making, dude. Like, in such a short amount of time, he's making me excited to watch these shows in a way I haven't been in a while. Yeah, I enjoyed the shows before. I know. I enjoyed them. But there's a difference between enjoying the shows because it's like, um, it's just like, you know, your comfort food versus like, man, feeling like you're eating a steak dinner. And I feel like I'm eating a steak dinner again. I love it. I'm so excited. I was was a huge NXT 1.0 fan. And this felt like NXT 1.0 upgraded to SmackDown. You know what I mean, guys? Like, it felt like an upgrade from 1.0. You know I mean? Like, let me, let's like, like, let's, like, like, let's just, you know, just in the basics, you know? Like, just in the basics here. If you're just like looking down the, 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 the roster, right? You got... And you're and you're someone like me who liked NXT 1.0. You got Drew McIntyre, former NXT champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet, Corbin, Shayna Baszler, Gunther, Sami Zayn, 
Viking Raiders, Liv Morgan, Shotzi, Raquel Rodriguez. Now, Karrion Cross. I'm guessing, I have a strong feeling that that uh, Butch, I just, I don't know this, but just based on everything that's been happening lately, I feel like Butch is going to leave the brute soon and return to being Pete Dunne, just the way everything's happening, because that's someone else who, as much as I've enjoyed this Butch character, it's fun, it's entertaining, Pete Dunne is a talent that should be on the shows. Uh, as Pete Dunne, he he got that character over. This Butch thing doesn't need to necessarily be happening. I could really see him being the next one who gets repackaged, repositioned in the way we want to see him. Charlotte when she comes back. People Triple H knows how to book. I'm loving it. Oh, this could be NXT 1.0 upgraded as SmackDown. And as we all know, NXT 1.0 for a time was one of the best things going in all of pro wrestling just bring up johnny gargano too just bring just just call johnny gargano up bring him on to smackdown make it all complete that's what i want to see oh what a good night what a good smackdown hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did until next week make sure that if you're listening to this podcast that you're subscribed on here if you're not subscribed on here Please, please do that. But also, leave a rating or a review if you can. If you've gotten this far and you like what you're hearing on here, it helps me out a lot. It helps the show. It helps other people know that when they listen to this, they're not going to dislike it. I know when I'm checking out a new podcast, that's the first thing I do. I go to the reviews to see what other people say about it. So please, if you can, leave a rating or or a review. It helps out a lot on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, you can just, it takes two seconds. If you're on there, pick up your phone, just click that five-star button. It really does help me out a lot on our page. Also, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel, make sure you do that as well. That's where you can find clips from Ron Smackdown every week. There's a bunch of stuff in the community tab like you'd find on other social media platforms. There's also Out of Character, the video version of the show, Every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Out of Character, excuse me, to the WWE on Fox. I'm not trying to take the credit there. The WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Monday we got Bobby Lashley on the show. Very entertaining conversation that we filmed, or excuse me, that we recorded. My dad gets so mad at me when I when I get those when I say filmed. Uh, all the all the old entertainment industry people get mad at me for that. When I recorded, I recorded an entertaining conversation in Nashville with Bobby Lashley. I think you guys are gonna like it a lot. So make sure that you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. I had to take a long pause there to make sure I didn't do it again. Also follow WWE on Fox on social media at Twitter. Excuse me, at WWE Fox on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're posting fun TikToks now. I'm in them, so make sure you follow at WWE on Fox on TikTok. I'm also on Twitch doing old wrestling watch along, so go follow me there. It's at Ryan Satin Streams. All right, I'm done. I'm out of here. Peace out. Make sure you come back on Monday. We'll be here for another episode of Out of Character then. Laters. Yeah.